I shouldn't have even worried about preaching today, should I? It's all downhill from here, but I'll give it a try. I'm going to be real brief today. Jesus said, You are light. You are light, is what he said. He didn't say, I want you to try to be light. He didn't say, I wish you would be more like light. You're driving me nuts, right? No, he said, you are light. In the beginning, it says in your Bible, God said, let there be light. You are light. Jesus said, you are salt. Notice he didn't say, I wish you would try to be more like salt. He says, you are salt. So I've given you everything you've needed to shine, even in the broken places in your life. Those cracks are there to let the light shine through. That you are going to be my reflection in this world. Jesus, is there a plan B? You know what Jesus says? No, there's no plan B. You're my people. You're my light. Anybody in here... Is anybody in here the designated person who turns the lights off in the house when somebody leaves them on? Eugene, I thought I did that. Okay, okay. Anybody else? It like drives you nuts. It's like, why it, can somebody just flip off the light, right? Why can't somebody do that? When, uh, when Jen and I and Trip was three at the time when we were thinking about going to Alaska and being missionaries up there, we wanted to see Alaska at its darkest, right, before we even made a decision. So we flew to Oregon to interview with uh, the bishop and the cabinet, and, uh, and we went ahead and just took a, took a flight up to Alaska in January. Um, it was dark. It was dark. Sometimes I would call people at home and say, you know, how you doing? Man, I'm working from sunrise to sundown. You know what that meant? It was like 10 a.m. to about 2.15 p.m., right? And then winter. And we were at a very nice family's house. And uh, I had walked in our room, and nobody was in the room, so I turned the light off. You know what the person told me? Turn that light back on. Because of light deprivation and the weight of depression and what Alaskans kind of have to do to deal with that is they turn on every single light until about April, right? And they have all these festivals. There's one called Fur Ronde there in Anchorage in Palmer to get people out of their homes because the worst thing you can do in that darkness is stare at a wall and wait for the light to come out. They even had special lights that would give, give off that Ray, and me, even me being a Mississippi boy, you know, just, do some of you get a little bit down when the days start getting shorter? I mean, but man, it's just, it's that on steroids uh, in Alaska, for sure. Beverly and others, they get here really early on a Saturday morning, and they flip on every light. Why? Well, they do that because light is hospitality, and we don't want anybody walking into a place where there's not light, something to pick you up. And Jesus says, you're going to be my light. You 
You're going to be my light. Now, what are we talking about? You know, the, uh, in Latin, there was a saying. It says that there's nothing more important than light and salt. There's nothing more useful than light and salt. You know what Jesus is saying? I don't care who you are. God made you. And you got a purpose. You've got something to do. You are the salt of the earth. We've got all these sayings about salt, don't we? We, we talk about like you're the salt of the earth. Or you ever heard somebody say they're not even worth their weight in salt? You ever said that? Hopefully people probably say that about me. But, you know, it's, you know, it's, you know salt is so basic. It's pretty cheap at the grocery store. But it, it, has, it had a, has a purpose and so does light. Light warms us. Light brings us joy. Light brings out the color in things. How many of you were so happy on Friday when the sun came back out? Right? I saw people on Facebook, you know, taking a picture of the sun. What is that? I hadn't seen that in a while, you know. Not LED light or fluorescent light. I'm talking light. I'm talking light. Light helps us find our way. Has a purpose. You see, the essence of light, when Jesus says you're light, light, the essence of light is to give its light away without weakening its own light. When our acolyte lights these candles, I could light a million candles from that candle right there, and it would never diminish that flame. Because when you have the light of the world in your life, at the core of your being, that flame can never go out. The more I give away, the stronger my light gets. Your light, your light. We started confirmation. We're trying to help people, young people, figure out how to carry that light on their own. Nobody can carry that torch for you, but you've got a light, young people, confirmands. You got a light that needs to get out. Light does not draw attention to itself. It draws attention to something else so it can be seen. The light shines in you so that they don't see you, but that they see the love of Christ, that God might be glorified. You're salt. And salt is great, but when the salt loses, its, what good is salt? And you know what it really says? Jesus doesn't say it loses its usefulness. He says salt becomes moronic or idiotic. If salt can't do what it can do, it just doesn't make sense. Who in the world would light a candle and then put a bushel basket over it, right? That's moronic. It'll start a fire. It won't give off light. It's going to start a fire. It's insipid. Nothing's more useful than salt and light. You are useful. To be saved by God is to be used by God, to get to participate, be a co-laborer in this journey of light that we're all on because of the light of the world. You have a purpose, and Jesus is saying, go fulfill your purpose. Salt. Salt is used, has been used in the ancient world to ratify a covenant. If you cut a covenant, you're cutting salt. You're saying, I promise, no matter what, I'm going to keep my promise. 
for better, for worse, for richer, for poor. I'm going to hang in there because I have made a promise. Jesus calls us to keep our promises, to do the long game. Despite all of the headwind that comes at us, despite all the heartache and brokenness, Jesus says, keep on keeping on. Because as you do that, you will be light to other people who want to quit. Somebody just might decide to hang in there because you took seriously about being the light and about being salt. Here's what else about salt and light is I love. Salt and light are about relationships. How many of you, I mean, the doctor probably says don't do it, but don't you like to put a little salt in your stew or on your vegetables, show of hands? Can, can somebody not do that anymore? You probably got used to, I mean, I love a little salt. Like, salt is really not a seasoning, right? It just, it somehow, the chemicals draw out the flavor of your stew, your gumbo. I'm about to make somebody hungry and you're about to forget what I'm saying. But you see what I'm saying, right? What I'm saying is a salt needs something else. Like our salt needs to get into the stew of the church and to the world. Christianity, says John Wesley, is essentially a social religion. Social in that it cannot subsist without living and conversing with others. To make Christianity a solitary religion is to destroy it. The salt needs the stew. The salt needs the carrot or the steak. Those who dare to be the salt and light have got to be in it with other people. No personal holiness without social holiness. We mix up with the pasta, the soup, the vegetable. Salt has to live and converse with others. I saw salt go to Galloway last Wednesday of the month, 7.30 a.m. I saw some salt from St. Luke's get out and serve meals to people who will only eat meal that day, who are not sure where they're going to sleep that night. Salt. I saw salt in a room over here of people knitting, knitting prayer shawls, spreading the salt out, letting it go, and they don't necessarily get to see what I see all the time. But if you could only see the look on the face of someone who receives a prayer shawl, the prayer team prayed for you and lifted you up. Hold this in your salt. Your salt. Salt, says one commentator, brings the God flavors of people out in the world. That's all we got to do. Draw it out. Draw it out. Be salt. Bring out the God flavors. Bring out the God flavors in enemies, in your enemies, in all your conversations, Jesus said. You see, after this, and I'm, I'm going to preach on Matthew, this chapter, a couple more times, because this is the Sermon on the Mount. And see, Jesus says you're salt, and then he says, this is how you live it out, he says. Don't, don't return evil for evil, but love your enemies. That's salt. Let your yes be yes. Let your no be no. No spin. You don't owe anybody an explanation. Be salt. Don't call your neighbor a fool. Flavor them with your love. Be salt. Make your peace with your neighbor before you come to your altar to make your gift, before you come to worship. Be salt. We are, says Jesus, salty people. 
Now, you can be salt and a little bit under the radar somewhat, but to be light, that's a different story. You turn on a light and everybody sees. You ever been on a mission trip or a camp, uh, a, you know, a camp deal? I'm, I'm curious about Honduras, how the light goes, but where like some people need that soccer, that room to be pitch dark, right? And other people just leave, somebody, somebody leaves the light on, here comes a shaft of light, you can, it just ruins the darkness. You know, my Uncle Richard, when we go to Gulf Shores, you know, he, he looks like he's a, on a reconnaissance mission. He brings garbage bags, elect, duct tape, you can't even see one little, he, he puts duct tape over the dots on the alarm, on the alarm clock, right? Because, because just a little bit of light can ruin the darkness. In salt and in light, you remember that a little goes a long way. A little goes a long way. There is no such thing as private discipleship. Don't believe that. Either the, uh, and, and here's something that, Martin Luther King, Baptist preacher, civil rights worker, when he wrote that letter from the Birmingham jail, he had a whole bunch of well-meaning people whisper to him, oh man, you're so right, Dr. King. You keep going. But guess what they did? They didn't want to be seen, right? You keep going, kiddo. Keep going, right? But they didn't want to join him. Here's what he said, and I love this. Either he said the disciple, you they can't be secret discipleship, Either the discipleship will destroy the secrecy or the secrecy will destroy the discipleship. King went on, you have to act. You have to write. You have to do something. If you keep quiet, you'll destroy the discipleship. If you become a disciple, says Jesus, you will be light. It's impossible to put your light under a bushel. Have you ever been a part of a secret society? Anybody? My granddad was a Mason. It's a great, it's a, he loved it. He did tell me that one time, he said, you know, the only thing that makes me a little nervous is when some of my friends at the lodge there, they actually like use that to replace church. And that worried him a little bit. So I don't have anything against Masons, but I like where my granddad's going. Christianity is not a secret society. That would be moronic, right? I'm afraid some churches have become secret societies. Man, we've just kept the secret too well. Y'all, we got to be light and salt. The stakes are too high for us to think we can keep this to ourselves. Stakes are way too high. We don't want to create a church where people... Just don't know. We play a lot of inside ball, you know, and we're always talking, but we're never wanting to branch out and make new friends. I want St. Luke's, and I know St. Luke's can be and is this. I want us to live into our salt and light. If you see a strange face of somebody that you hadn't seen before, I want you to be salt. Go up to them. Hey, my name is such a, what's your name? Invite them to lunch. I mean, make this place a place of salt and light. Have you ever heard of somebody, it's said of them, that when they walk in the room, they can light up a room? Wouldn't it be awesome 
If people said at St. Luke's, boy, they can light up a room. After all, Jesus didn't say, you are salt, you are light, you singular. This is where the southern vernacular is so much better than what the northerners have. Because you know what Jesus said? He didn't say, you are salt. What did he say? Y'all are salt is what he said in the Greek. Y'all are salt. Y'all are light. All y'all are salt and light. This is no secret society. This is light. This is public. You know what else salt does? Salt heals. It's a healing agent. Anybody ever gargled their throat with salt water? With warm salt water? It's an antiseptic. It cleans out wounds. Who do you know in this world who's not wounded? Who in this room has not been, is not caring for a wound? And if we don't have salt to help somebody find their healing, then what good are we? But if we are, how much good can we do in this world? We have an opportunity to be salt and light. So come on out. We have an opportunity to draw out in others. That's really kind of what we're talking about over here, about just getting involved. Just take one step. Just go in there. This is like a a stewardship of time. I promise you, nobody's going to make you serve or do anything for 40 years. You know, Just try it out. Let us know that you might be interested in something and step up. Because we need to continue to be a healing community. And it's so important. We have an opportunity to share that salt and light. And uh, we have an opportunity to share new avenues of ministry. How are we going to glow and light up this community? That's what we have to keep asking. And this is not for us. Notice in Scripture, it says not for our glory, but for God's glory. Where are we going to draw out the very best in others for the glory of God? He says it's for good works. But it can also mean for beautiful works. What beautiful thing are you going to do to make the world a little brighter place? Our confirmands, 10 of them, we asked them to, um, to draw the church. And I was looking over the shoulders of our 10 confirmands. We said, draw joy, draw community, draw communion, draw whatever you think. And there were... There were beautiful images on there. And one of our confirmands in drawing the church drew the sun and the beams going out. And Jesus said, that's you. Our confirmands got it. Do you have it? Jesus said, be salt. Be light. Let your beautiful works be shown. So that God can get the glory. Amen. Amen. Christ.